If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to turn to, uh, to the Old Testament, <clears throat> to the book of Deuteronomy. It's kind of towards the beginning of the Bible. I'm looking at Deuteronomy chapter 6. And if you don't have your Bibles, uh, I encourage you to bring your Bibles to church. But if you don't have one today, you can see uh, our scripture that's up there on the screen. But Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you because you are a wonderful, amazing God. We thank you, Lord, for the mothers that you have given us. We thank you for their love and their compassion and all the hard work they put in to raise us. And so now, Father, I ask that you would be with us this morning as we look further into your word, as Father, as we look into the family. And Lord, we know that you have created the family unit, the family structure for us to live in, to be a part of, to raise children, to raise offspring, to bring honor and glory to you, to serve you, to find a sense of purpose and meaning for our lives. And so Lord, I thank you for our families. And Lord, I pray these things In Jesus' name, amen. In 1947, Dr. Carl Zimmerman, who was a sociologist and historian, wrote a very important book, and it was entitled Family and Civilization. This book was a result of research that he had done on 3,000 years of family life. 3,000 years of family life. He went back and researched. And this Harvard professor made a powerful case for traditional family structure. And the conclusion of his book could be summed up like this. He says, as go the children, so goes the culture. As goes the family, so goes society. Now, Dr. Zimmerman gave seven indicators that a culture is in decline. Now understand, he studied 3,000 years worth of history, of cultures, of societies, of families. And he said, according to history, the cultures that have gone into decline, and as you look back in history, if you know any of your history, he looked back at the ancient Greeks who at one time were the most powerful culture in the world. The ancient Romans, some of the powers during medieval Europe, those were great societies, they were great cultures, but for some reason they all fell to pieces and they all declined. And this is what he discovered. He said, according to history, cultures that have gone into decline are characterized by the seven things. And here's the seven things that he discovered that caused the decline in society. Number one, 
was an increase in the divorce rate. Number two was a lack of commitment to the permanence of marriage. Number three was the redefining the meaning of family as a solution to social problems. Number four was the lack of respect for parental authority. And number five, the promotion of cohabitation over marriage. And number six, the lack of inhibition concerning adultery. And number seven, acceptance of all forms of sexuality. Now, Dr. Zimmerman wrote, after all of his studies, he concluded, and you can see the quote up there on the screen, as we watch the destruction of the family, so we simultaneously watch the collapse of society. It's interesting. It's interesting to know that Dr. Zimmerman was a secular historian. He was a secular historian, and that he never even confessed to being a Christian. And again, it's interesting as well to note that he published his research in 1947. That was 67 years ago. And so all of this, all of this goes to show that strong families are essential to the survival of any society in any age. And as certainly as Christians, more importantly as Christians, we should be devoted to building strong families and strong marriages. You know, our vision, our vision for the Croc Center here in Hawaii is that we want to be a place where families and individuals and relationships thrive, thrive in the name of Jesus. That's our vision. We want to create an environment, an atmosphere, where families not only just survive the times, but that they thrive through it. And so today we begin a new sermon series, and it's entitled Family Matters. Family Matters. And we're going to be talking about issues concerning the family. And all of you, every single one of you, you are part of a family. So it affects each and every one of us. But when we say family matters, there's also a play on words there. We put the emphasis on the second word, and it says family matters. In other words, your family matters, doesn't it? My family matters to me. All of you, your family matters. We place high regard we place high importance. We place high value on our families. Now, we don't normally talk about it. We don't normally discuss it or even articulate it. But I believe each and every one of us, we know the importance of family. Whether it's good and positive or whether it's broken and dysfunctional, we know the importance of family. And I believe God created the institution of family for his design, for his purpose, that we can live in this world, 
We can grow and learn to love God and learn to serve Him and find purpose and find meaning for our life through the institution of the family. So we place high value on our families. And as I think about the Croc Center, I see that families really are important to us. We just don't say it. Because you know really the Croc Center is a, it's a family community center. And we try to create a church here that's a family church. We value families and the family structure. And we encourage healthy, growing, vibrant, thriving families. And so as I look back over the last several months at some things, some activities, some programs that we've done at the Croc Center, I came up with a list. And they all kind of relate to helping to create this environment to help families thrive. Some of you were at our family barbecue just a couple of weeks ago. You had a good time. Hopefully your family's had a good time. We have Ohana play days where families get together and just have fun and play games. We had our touch of Christmas during the Christmas season where we opened our doors to the community and families could come in. And they made gingerbread houses together as a family project. They played in the snow together with their families. They sat in here and and watched a beautiful live nativity scene with their families. We had Croctoberfest, another big community event. Families could come together and, and carve pumpkins and just have a good time. And then I think of our own Croc Center membership. We have family memberships. Now, I'm not trying to be a salesman today, but we, we honor and we value families. So we want to give them a break so that they can come and enjoy our facilities as a family. And they can learn to play together and get better connected and hopefully thrive and grow and have some life transformation take place. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have another event. It's on a Wednesday evening. We're going to have a, a, a game night. So you can bring your favorite games, table games, and we're going to have a potluck. Bring your family and just have a good time. That's in a couple of Wednesdays from now. A lot of our programs, a lot of our church programs, our community center programs, they're geared towards the kids and family members and people from all ages, from tiny ones in our preschool to seniors. We have after-school programs. We have our day camp coming up this summer. We have sports leagues. We have art classes. We're starting music classes. We have a children's singing group. All of these things are trying to enhance the value of our families. Just yesterday, some of the ladies threw a baby shower for one of our young women who's expecting a child very soon. Talk about family. Reaching out. Serving one another. You know, family celebrations are important. And many people come to the Croc Center to celebrate their birthdays. They have birthday parties, graduation parties, wedding receptions. They're creating memories, hopefully good, positive memories with their families. And that's what we want to try to do. We're trying to help people create good, positive memories of family time together, family celebrations. And the list just goes on and on and on. We provide the Financial Peace University to help people better manage their finances. We're offering another class on the art of marriage, knowing that marriages are so important and that we all need help. We all need some encouragement 
and how to make sure our marriages remain strong and firm. So the list goes on and on. And hopefully you can see that families are important here at the Croc Center. And I suppose if I were to ask you, and surveys have been taken, not just people in church, but just people in general here in Hawaii. And a survey was recently taken in the last couple of years, and I suppose if I were to ask you the one question of what concerns you the most, what's your greatest need? I suppose the word family would probably rise to the top. You're concerned about your family's welfare. You're concerned about your family's safety and security. If you have young children, you're concerned about your family's education. And as they grow older, perhaps their college education. You're concerned about their future. You're concerned about your family's health. I know that many of you are facing challenges with health issues in your family. You're concerned about the opportunities you may have lying ahead for your family. So you see, family is something that touches each and every one of us. And so as a church, as a church, we are devoted to building strong families and strong marriages. And by doing so, we can be the salt and the light that Jesus spoke about. That we can make a difference in our culture. That we can make a difference in our community. That we can make a difference in society as a whole. As we live our lives the way that God meant it to be. As we raise and grow and develop our families. And hopefully we can be that salt and light and rub off on the rest of this world. But unfortunately... Unfortunately, however, too many Christians have little, if any, idea about how to build a strong marriage or family. And that's a sad statement that I make. And so consequently, rather than being a positive influence on our culture, our culture is being a negative influence on us. And this is revealed by the fact and research has shown it, that the rate of divorce in the church today is higher than in the rest of society. And you think about that, and you say, what's wrong with that picture? What's wrong with that picture? Instead of Christians leading our culture toward righteousness, we are letting our culture lead us down the road into ruin. And there's an old saying that says, if a, if a person doesn't stand for something, then they'll fall for anything. And it's time that we as Christians, that we as believers, it's time that we take a stand against the negative influence of our culture and stand for Christ as regarding our family and the family structure and institution. But in practical terms, how do we do this? I want to leave you this with one thing this morning. It's one action step. And I think it's fairly simple, and I challenge you with it. I believe what can be helpful, what can be helpful to us as families is to think through, 
to think through what our core values are about our family. In other words, what's really important to us in our families? Maybe you've never articulated it. Maybe you've never really talked about it with your husband or your wife or with your children or even with your parents. But what are our core values? What are the non-negotiables for us as a Christian family? What are our core values? You know, everywhere you look today, in businesses and organizations, they're talking about core values. Those things that are most important to them. Those things that they choose to define who they are and what they're all about. I'm sure many of you, in the places where you work, the companies have core values. And they try to impart that to the employees. They want you to understand that. Because that's what kind of company, or that's what kind of business that is. And they want to make sure, because you're an employee, that you understand that. That you fully grasp it. That you can articulate it. That you can actually live out those core values. And so those qualities, those core values, which we call non-negotiables, in some businesses or companies, it may be creating a culture of excellence. Or it may be having a real high sense of integrity. Or maybe one of their core values is, is teamwork. And as people live those values, then you can see that they become more productive employees. And as they become more productive employees, they become a more productive company. But I'm not talking about companies or organizations or businesses. I'm talking about your family, your company, your organization, your business, if you may. What are your core values? And so that's the assignment. I want you to think about that. I want you to talk about that. I'm going to share with you just a few core values that maybe I think are most important in a family. But you know, in family, it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. So I think the number one value we need to have in a relationship is trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship. The basic foundation of any relationship has to be based on trust. And that goes along with, and that, what goes along with that, with trust, is respect. Think about your family. Are these important values for you in your family? Having a sense of trust, respecting one another in spite of the differences you may have, differences in opinion, differences of thought, differences in the way you do things. Trust, respect, honesty. I think that's a great core value. Speaking the truth in love. It's so important. I know in our culture here, sometimes we don't always want to say what's on our mind. We're thinking one thing, and we say something else. That's not speaking the truth in love. Honestly, going along with that sense of communication. But how about loyalty? That should be one of our values. And fidelity, which is another word for faithfulness. Are you faithful in keeping the vows that you made? in the promises, in the commitments that we've made to one another? How faithful are we in that? And how about this value, value of forgiveness? That's a tough one, right? 
None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. There's no perfect family. There's no perfect relationships. We all mess up from time to time. And that's why it's important that we have a good grasp, we have a good understanding of this value of forgiveness, which goes along with love. And how about industry? Working hard. Taking responsibility. So many times when I see a breakdown in a relationship or in families, it's because no one wants to take responsibility. It's always his fault or her fault or their fault or the government's fault or somebody else's fault. We need to take responsibility for our own lives, for our own actions. And then the, the, the values of generosity and kindness, extending grace, and ultimately that value of love. But you see, and this is the homework assignment I have for you. I want you to do something this week, and it may be a challenge for some of you, but this is the homework I have for you. And I want to do it because I want to strengthen our families, because we believe in the value of families. So the homework is, in the next week or two, I don't know if you guys do this. We do this in our household sometimes, not, not enough. We should do it more often. To have a family meeting, a family meeting with a specific agenda. And this specific agenda for your family meeting is to talk about, is to discuss, is to articulate what are our core values for our family. Let's talk about it. Maybe we kind of assume we know what it is, but it's always good to talk about it. That's good communication. It's good to write it down. It's good to articulate it. And give everybody a chance to say what they want to say, to say how they feel. But that's the challenge I have for you this week. Go home. Have a meeting. Talk about what's important to us as a family. What are some of our core values that we're going to build our family life on? And I want to hold you accountable for that. So your homework, you do it, and you can see my, my email and my phone number if you want to text me. I won't share it with anyone else. It's just between you and me. But maybe it's a way to help keep us all accountable. Because I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Why? Because families are important to me. And we need good, strong families. So you guys going to do your homework? I didn't hear you. All right. Good. Own it. Well, in closing, let me, uh, let me refer back to this verse of Scripture in Deuteronomy. And you'll see it on the screen one more time. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7. And I'll read it again. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then impress them on your children. Talk about them. When you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, here's that family meeting. Talk about it to your children. Talk about it to your family. When you're on the road, when you're at home, 
when you're sitting down, when you're standing up. Impress them on your children. You see, if we are truly going to have a Christian home and be a Christian family, if we are truly going to develop a statement of Christian core values for our family, then we need to start at the heart. And each of these values, as you come up with them, originates from our devotion to God, our love for God, our relationship with God. So God must be at the heart of family life if our family is truly to be a Christian family. Let's look at these verse 4 and verse 5 again. It says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. It really should be a top priority for every member of your family to have a personal relationship with God. Let me repeat that again. It should be a top priority for every member of your family to have a personal relationship with God. And it starts with you, and then it goes on down the line. If you note in verse 4, it says, The Lord our God. The use of the word our. Making sure that the Lord is the God of everyone in my family must be a priority for me. As a parent... As a parent, I must be concerned about the salvation of my own children. It's up to me as a parent. It's my responsibility. As a child, I must be concerned about the salvation of my parents. As a husband or a wife, I must be concerned about the salvation of my spouse. My goal in life should be that every member of my family can refer to the Lord as being our God. You see, God can't be at the heart of my home until he's at home in everyone's heart. That's the first step. Make sure everyone in your family has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And upon that foundation, you can start building the building blocks of a strong, vibrant, thriving family. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads as we draw to a close this morning. We've talked a lot about family. I've challenged you to sit down and speak with one another sometime this week. Talk about the things that are important to you. About your family. About your core values. About who you really are and what you want to be. Seek the Lord's guidance. Seek his direction. God created the institution of the family. He has a plan and he has a purpose. So I pray that you would take that challenge on this week. And as I said just a few moments ago, make sure every member of your family has a personal relationship with God. I know it's not as easy as I make it sound. But if you have the desire, you have the will, you have the intention, God will provide a way. If you need encouragement, if you need support, if you need guidance, that's why we're here. We want to help you do that. And so this morning, as you hear the music being played, perhaps there are family members 
that have come to your mind as we've spoken this morning. Perhaps there are family situations that have come to your mind as well. We may not have all the answers this morning, but we have a God that we can come to this morning. And he understands and he cares.